All right, so our passage tonight, uh, you can be turning, uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and be turning there, is uh, going to be Romans chapter 1. We're going to be back in Romans. Romans chapter 1. Uh, we looked at the first seven verses uh, last time we were together. And tonight, uh, we're going to be just looking at one verse, uh, verse 8, uh, is the verse I'd like to hone in on tonight. <clears throat> So Romans chapter 1, verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Uh, so it's a simple verse. Um, in, the, uh, in the context of reading through this chapter, it's one um, that I've read over Many times, uh, and in my studying, it kind of hit me, uh, just this, uh, this question, um, of, uh, and that's going to be our, our title for tonight is, is your faith spoken of? Um, so, uh, you know, the Romans here, obviously, uh, Paul is commending them that their faith was spoken of throughout the whole world. So it was known of men. It wasn't hid what their, where their allegiances lie. Um, and just to kind of help with this uh, with this exercise, one of the things, um, you know, if you really think about it, we build portfolios for those that we know in our mind. So when we're thinking of somebody, we often have a portfolio for that person. Um, you know, he's funny, he or she. He's funny, hardworking, kind. Um, those are the positive ones. Sometimes it's he's a jerk, um, hard to get along with, um, you know, just angry for no good reason. So we have these portfolios, and believe me, people have portfolios about you as well. Um, you're not the only one. But uh, in my thinking about this, it came to my, uh, the thought was, in those portfolio, por- portfolios that we have in our head um, with people that we come in contact with, where does Christian fall on our list? So in the list of things people would use to describe us, where does Christian fall on that um, on that list, because most of the things on our portfolio we're trying to portray. You know, we we work pretty hard to portray a certain image out to people. Whether that be we want to be looked at as hardworking, we uh, go above and beyond uh, to make sure that people view us that way. Um, so, where does Christian fall on your list? And it's a pretty convicting thought, really. Um, you know, if we think about it, so. So how do we how do we do that? How do we cultivate or work toward um, a faith that is spoken of? Um, so we're going to look at a couple a couple ways to do that tonight. Um, so the first one, uh, and these are all going to be in, in question form, is how are your works? Um, turn with me to Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five. And we're going to begin reading in verse 13 of Matthew 5. So Matthew 5, 13. Matthew 5, 13. And it says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden underfoot, underfoot of men. Ye are the light of the world, 
a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto the whole, unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So, we have a couple of commands here. Um, we're commanded to be um, the salt of the uh, the salt of um, um, commanded to be salt and to be the light of the world. So. Um, you know, a couple interesting things about, you know, salt is, uh, salt is a preservative to, um, or was used as a preservative for dying meat. You know, that was refrigeration before refrigeration. Um, it is a, a preserving, has a preserving effect on flesh. Um, and it's also an, an ingredient that can change the whole flavor of a dish. Um, I remember growing up, my dad was uh, running for politics, so we did a uh, um, an etiquette book. And uh, one of the first things in that etiquette book was don't put salt on the food unless you tasted it because it's an insult. Um, that sounds a little bit crazy, I know, but that, that was in the etiquette book, and I still do that. So, um, But it changes the whole, the whole flavor. The idea was, you know, you don't want to change the whole flavor to salt when someone worked hard to prepare you a meal because it, it changes it. Um, well, that's how, how salt, um, when Christ is saying, be the salt of the earth, um, we are to be a preserving effect on those around us to, um, to keep them or uh, to bring a different flavor, to, uh, to add to the things that are, um, or keep them from the, uh, the evil things that they're doing or give them at least a little bit of a different, um, a different perspective. Um, and also the light of the world. So it's the opposite of darkness. Um, we are, uh, we're not to be, look like the, uh, the dark world, uh, that is around us. Um, we're to shine light on it. And, and by that same token, you know, people that are in the darkness, you know they're going to hate the light. We read that in other uh, in other passages. So it uh, <clears throat> it is uh, that's what we're called to be. But that is uh, and of course also that they will see our good works and and uh, glorify the Father. So our good works are pointing to Jesus Christ. They're pointing to God. Um, they're not to glorify ourselves and not to promote ourselves like. Um, like the Pharisees did. Um, you turn with me just uh, real quick along that uh, that thought. Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. Just uh, one page over. We're going to read the first five verses of it, kind of along that along that thought. And the thought being not uh, not doing our works to please men. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, and that, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest, doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. 
And the word alms here, one thing I'd never noticed is, you know, that can also be translated as, um, in the Strong's, that is also translated as deeds. So your good um, deeds of compassionness you know, or compassionness. Um, you know, your, your good works. Um, we're not doing those to get uh, glory and honor from men. If we're doing that, we've missed the whole entire point. Um, because uh, in, our, in our passage, it clearly says we're doing the, uh, these things to point people to God. We're being different to point people to Christ and to, um, uh, to the Father. Um, so it's not an open show. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's not what we're focused on. But again, pushing and pointing people to, to Christ. Um, so what, what do these good works um, look like? Well, we do have an answer for that. If you'll turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5. We're going to begin reading in verse uh, 22. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. <clears throat> and they that are in our Christ shall be crucified, shall have, those that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and the, and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying of one another. So this passage is laying out the uh, the fruit of the spirit. So this is the um, the road mark or the uh, the road map for our um, for our works. These are the things that we are. Uh, if we are a Christian, you think of it. We are our heart or our soul is the um, is the ground, and the gospel is the is the seed that go gets put in the soil. Um, and once we are quickened by the spirit a tree is going to grow up and it will produce some fruit. Now, um, you know, how much fruit it's, it's going to vary from person to person, but a Christian will produce these fruit or will grow in these fruit. Um, so what, uh, you know, what are we, what are we striving toward here? So we're going to uh, quickly try to look at these because these are a whole message in and of themselves. But, uh, you know, the first one here is uh, love. Love covers a um, a broad spectrum of, of things. That uh, Christ said, "Love uh, um, love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, soul, and mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself." That thus whole uh, hangs the whole law and the prophets. So, love is going to cover a multitude of um, of areas or deeds um, toward our brethren, towards those that are around us that we come in contact with. Um, for uh, for that, turn with me to uh, Romans chapter thirteen. Romans chapter thirteen.
We're going to be starting in verse 8. Romans 13, 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. So you see, Paul is going to lay this out here um, in uh, Romans 13, um, this thought of love. Um, if you love your neighbor or love those around you, you're not going to think about murdering that person. Um, you're not going to think about taking his wife in adultery. You're not going to think about stealing from him. Um, you're not going to bear false witness against him or lie um, or lie against him. Um, so all of those things are covering um, a broad spectrum of um, of the commandments. So, you know, how is how is our love? You know, do we care? Do we care for those around us? Do we care for uh, for the other people? You know, the people that are in our lives. Um, you know, that's one way that we can display the love of Christ. You know, um, and bear that fruit out in our life is showing love to those around us that they might see that um, and glorify. You know, and see well, there's something different there. And that's the point, is to point them to Jesus Christ and to point them to God through our love. Um, next, you know, how is our, how is our joy? Um, Strong's, I thought, had a really good, um, you know, really good uh, definition on this. It's, you know, calm delight. Um, I thought that was, that was really beautiful. You know, the calm delight. Um, so do you, do we have calm delight in all seasons? You know, are we a person that can be described as a joyous person? Or are we known as the Debbie Downer? Are we known as the person that sees bad in all, all circumstances? Um, how is your peace? Um, turn with me to John 14. John 14. We're going to be begin reading there in verse 27. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither, neither let it be afraid. So Christ is saying here that He is leaving peace. You know, you've heard um, the peace that passeth all understanding. Um, that is one of the, uh, one of the things that should be exempt, you know, um, you know, it should be evident in a Christian's life is we strive to have peace in all seasons that we can, um, that this world is not our home and we can delight in that, um, in that and we can have a calm delight no matter what season we're in. Um, so how is, how is our peace? You know, are we constantly, you know, worried and afraid and, um, you know, with all this stuff going on in the world today, uh, today we've got um, Israel at war, Russia and Ukraine at war. Uh, like Brother Dave said, it seems the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Um, do we have peace? Do we display peace? Um, 
because we know how the story ends. Uh, next, how is our um, how is your long suffering, your patience? Um, turn with me to First Thessalonians, chapter five. First Thessalonians five. We're going to begin reading in verse uh, 14. Now I exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. So, um, of course, this verse, you know, we're, we are to have patience with, with others, um, you know, that are around us and also patience in situations. Um, you know, I think this, uh, uh, this particular one is, is more patience with, with others. Are we, are we quick to be frustrated with those around us and quick to lash out at their, um, you know, at, at their sins against us? Or are we, are we long suffering? Do we, um, do we display the patience with, uh, character deficiencies? Um, again, that, uh, this is the the fruit of the spirit. Again, to by doing this, we can point people to um, Christ through our you know through our actions um, to set us apart, to be the salt and the light of the world, to be different um, in a dark world where this this is all foreign and and completely um, disregarded. Um, next, getting a little bit quicker with these. How is your how is your gentleness or your kindness? Um, are, are we kind and gentle to, to to all around us, or are we harsh, blunt, and distant? How is your goodness or moral virtue? Are you a moral a moral person? Do you have strong, um, you know, do you live a moral life, um, or are you given to compromise to fit in? How is your faith? And that would be persuasion and conviction of religious truths. Do you have strong faith in the reality of what is uh, what is in this book? Um, and to have that, you have to know what this says. Um, there's never going to be anyone that is strong in faith um, that doesn't have a you know that isn't consistently in the Word of God. It's just never going to happen. Um, that's like a, uh, um, a surgeon that never went to med school and only looks at the body when it's right in front of him. Um, it's never gonna, it's never gonna happen. That's never gonna be an effective, an effective, um, uh, surgeon. Just like an, a Christian is never gonna have true faith without knowing what's contained in the Word of God. You're never gonna have faith in it if you don't know what it says. Um, so we can live in, you know, do we live in full confidence of the Word? Um, how is your meekness or humility? Um, you know, I thought Andy Carter a couple Sundays ago when he spoke for us here, um, you know, he said it's a strength, but is willing at, uh, to not always use it. I thought that was, that was incredible. It's humility that, um, that are we, a, are we humble? Um, are we a humble person or uh, are we continuously beating the me drum to anyone that will listen? Um, 
It's easy to fall into that. How is your temperance or self-control? Are you able to control yourself, um, your inner desires and weaknesses? Or are you constantly putting yourselves in position where you're caused to stumble? Um, so all of these things, these are the fruit of the Spirit. These are the, the works that the Holy Spirit produces in us that we would, um, that we do, that we produce. Um, uh, the old man is dead and alive is the new man and the new man is, is to good works, is to bear fruit. Um, so again, I, I can't iterate this enough. We've got to have the right mindset about all of this because we're not doing these works to be, you know, to portray ourselves as just a moral person. Um, but it's all to point to Jesus Christ. It's all, um, all to point to Him. So I'd ask you again, how, how are your works? Um, and second is, do you proclaim the gospel? Uh, and the reason I put this lengthy work section first is these two are completely intertwined. Um, if you have, um, if you are constantly proclaiming the gospel, but you live just like everyone else, you know, the world around you, your ministry will not be effective. Um, and if you have only the works and yet you don't proclaim the gospel, then people will just look and say, well, he's, he's a good dude. And they miss the complete point of Jesus Christ. These two go hand in hand. They're perfectly tied in union to where when people see that you're different, the first, and when they ask you about it, the first thing you do is point to Christ. Um, so, um, you know, we do have such a glorious message that we, you know, uh, last time we were here, it was a, a, a case for the gospel. This, this has all been confirmed. We, um, uh, you know, through the, through the prophets is the most accurate, uh, book written over a long period of time in all of history. Um, turn with me to, uh, Romans one again. We're going to look at verse 16. Romans chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power unto sal- power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So brothers and sisters, we have nothing to be ashamed of in the gospel. Um, it, is, it is the power of God to salvation. Um, the fact that all of us are here is that we at one point heard the gospel from someone else and it touched our hearts and brought us to the point of um, to repentance. Um, it is a powerful, powerful gospel that we that we have. Um, so, you know, we uh, we ought not be ashamed of it. You know, we should take the opportunities that are given um, that we have to share the gospel. And it's not a a big glorious thing to do that. Um, you know, a lot of times I've I've fallen into this myself when I, I was first. Uh, regenerated, we think that sharing the gospel is standing on a street corner and screaming at people that are walking by. That's that's not necessarily it. Um, 
But the, sharing the gospel can be as simple as, you know, someone uh, sees the way that you're reacting to the to the news from today and says, "How are you okay?" And you can simply say, "Because the gospel," and tell that person about Jesus Christ and about the hope that we have in Him. Um, you know, someone can see that you're not, you know, you're a moral person and you don't live the same way. You know that that has an effect. Um, you know, the life that we live has an, has an effect on people. Um, I can recall, uh, just a, a couple years ago at, uh, working at Great American, there was a, uh, um, hardhead was, uh, was our sales manager. And, you know, he caught on that me, uh, Tommy and Daniel didn't use language like the rest of them. And he quickly, you know, um, began to pivot in his action when we were around. Well, it was a, it was a different, it was an effect because he knew this, these guys are different. They're not going to appreciate this. Um, you know, you can, and we, you know, took a couple of, uh, um, opportunities to, you know, share our faith with him. Um, now, of course, all of the results of that, you know, those are in the hands of the Lord, but those are opportunities. It's not, a big, massive thing uh, to share the gospel. Um, it can be it can be small, and again, all of these are are finely intertwined to, you know, the life that you live outside of this building. Um, you know, that's those are the people that um, that need the gospel are the ones that are that are out that are without. Um, you know, it uh, it's not going to make that big of a. a um, we're not going to have much effect if our ministry is tainted by living just like, um, just like those that are outside, uh, and then try to share the gospel when someone's looking at us. Um, you know, I, I remember that in my unregenerate, uh, unregenerate days, there were a couple guys that were around my age that, that would do that. They, they lived just, uh, just like, you know, just like the rest of us. But yet when someone was looking, they would say, you know, they would try to, um, you know, share the gospel and do those things. Well, did that really have any effect on me? No, it was it was taken as a joke um, because they had they had disregarded their you know their ministry there, um, and that's it's a sobering sobering thought. Um, but yet, you know, um, in Christ, and that's really why we have you know where we have the hope in all of this. You know, this this is a a hard list. If we're really honest with ourselves and approach this in humility, we can see many areas where um, where we struggle. You know, this is this is hard. Um, you know, hard things to do. And yet, in Christ, we have we have the ability to grow grow toward this. Um, you know, we uh, uh, we have the power. Um, you know to sh- to grow in these in these works and to also proclaim the gospel in a faithful way, um, because we have the power. You know, this gospel it is the power of salvation. God gave us this that sinners might be brought to repentance. Um, so, uh, kind of in uh, in line with that, just I know we're kind of beating the dead horse here, but turn with me to James uh, James chapter two.
James chapter 2. We're going to begin reading in verse uh, 17. James chapter 2, 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my, thy, I will show thee my faith by my works. And again, this is just reiterating the point of these two are intertwined. Um, you can't have one without the other and be and be effective. Um, it it doesn't happen. You know, faith without without works. You know, Paul says or uh, James says here, it is dead. Um, so again, they work in complete uh, complete unison. Um, but isn't it a glorious thought that um, you know through Jesus Christ we can we can grow um, we can accomplish all of these things um, you know we can be faithful uh, you know faithful bearers of the word of God uh, of the gospel of of Christ to the world um, so uh, <clears throat> my prayer for us is that we would grow. Um, we would strive to grow in um, in our works, that we would be um, worthy bearers of the gospel, that our, um, we would have a faithful ministry there. And when people see, uh, see our good works, that they would glorify Christ. And when they ask us about it, that we would proclaim the gospel, um, that we would be a faithful bearer of God to a lost and dying world. Because uh, that's where we are. We are in a, in a lost and dying world. Um, and they need the hope of the gospel. Um, you know, there's so much de- uh, depression and <clears throat> and just sadness and and uh, brokenness in the world today. Um, Christ is the answer to that. We have the answer. Um, so that uh, that is my prayer for us. Um, we'll close in prayer. Our gracious heavenly Father, we just. Uh, Thank you for your word, Father. We thank you that um, by your word, we uh, all of us have been brought to know know who you are, um, and that we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, Father. Uh, thank you that um, that through Him we have the ability that these things are not impossible to us, um, but they are possible to us. And Father, we pray that you would just help us to grow, help us to grow in a um, and a walk that is worthy of uh, the vocation wherewith we have been called. Um, and Father, I pray that when, when we have opportunities, um, that we would be faithful to share the gospel, that we would not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, Father, that we would um, understand and appreciate the power that's held within there, um, that it is the power of salvation to, uh, to all that believeth. Um, we thank you for your word, Father. We thank you for um, for just your many blessings to us. And we pray that you would help us to grow in, each, uh, in these aspects of our life. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.